Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929 is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Don't forget, uh, coming up after the final out of this Braves-Phillies game, which is nearing toward its end, still 8-2 right now, the bad guys over the good guys. Um, we'll have, we'll have uh, Grant McCulley. Rob Tribble and myself will get you some post-game uh, action. We'll take your phone calls as well and get your thoughts about um, what is happening. And uh, nothing has really gone right tonight for the Atlanta Braves. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to the publisher of CollegeFootballNews.com. Pete Futak is joining us here. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pete Futak. And uh, listen, Pete, I got to tell you, I-, I am a big fan of CollegeFootballNews.com. I think it's a great website. I love the way you kind of break everything down. Um, I'll give you a lot of credit, man. Uh, it's one of my, again, when I was doing the college football show, this was always one of my go-to websites. So you guys do a great job over there, and I thank you for joining me on the show tonight. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, Pete from Chicago. I have a thought. Maybe if the good guys stop pitching to three, like, like what are you doing? The guy's hitting 590 against you or whatever it is, and they keep pitching to Bryce Harper. That's that's not good. Yeah, and Pete, it hasn't mattered if it's left-handed, right-handed. It, it, he hasn't, he hasn't flinched on anybody. It doesn't matter what hand they throw with. Oh, there's some stat that I just saw that they put up something about X amount of at bats and home runs or whatever. There's like two guys in the history of the game who's done this in the postseason. It's Babe Ruth and Bryce Harper oh. now. Uh, it's it's pretty impressive what the that team of mashers can do at times, but it's hey, look, it's still two games, you know, still got a couple more games in the series. So. Yeah, it's it's not over yet, but uh, tonight was was definitely, hopefully, not a swing game for this Braves, but we'll see. Um, Pete, let me ask you. Let's start uh, locally here with the University of Georgia. Look, I, you know, if there was a, a a time on Saturday night that Georgia finally looked like Georgia, and Carson Beck was 
getting everything going. That was and and look, I I I don't think that Kentucky was really ever ready for the bright lights, you know, of a game like that, but that was Georgia's kind of coming out party. That felt like Carson Beck and Georgia and everything. They did what they wanted to do and and had their way with a 5 and 0 Kentucky team. Oh yeah, it gets forgotten really fast that last year at the exact point of the year, what was the conversation? Oh no, Georgia, you know, they were sluggish. They sleptwalked through Kent State. They don't seem to have it. And then you needed the the last gasp drive in Columbia mm-hmm. uh, from Stetson Bent to get by Missouri. And it's like, yup, nope, this is not the same team. Uh, and all of a sudden, then the next week, they just throttled it in and just, just rolled from there uh, up until the Ohio State game. They just pretty much destroyed everyone else. So, that's the first half of the season. Look, you're breaking in a new starting quarterback. You are breaking in a, uh, a slew of players. And it's one of those things where, you know, even for the Alabamas and Ohio States of the world, when you send a bunch of players to the NFL every single year, yes, you're replacing them with new great players. And then they're good, but it sometimes takes a little while. Look, they, you know, Carson, but it is his first time at it. It's, it's not every quarterback comes out and goes you know, crazy. So the fact you just you win games against good teams, you know, in the SEC, I think Auburn's pretty good. I, I'm not, I don't think that win was, you know, should have been dogged like it was. And now let's see what they do from there, from here, because this is still one of the three best teams in college football. It's playing fine, and now they get to kick it all in against a really blah SEC this year. So it, it's you're here, you're undefeated. All that matters is you got the zero at the end of that uh, that record, and I think Georgia's going to be just fine. Let's switch over to uh, Georgia Tech. I mean, look, I know Mario Cristobal was you know losing his mind, and he doesn't kneel and, and all this good kind of stuff. But I, I do want to give Tech's offense, and especially Haynes King, credit because that e- even for all the blunders, that's probably not a game that Tech wins over the last couple of years. And I put this on the idea that. For the first time in a long time, Tech feels like they have an actual quarterback, not somebody playing the position of quarterback, but I'm talking about a guy who's a legitimate quarterback, and I think that's been the big difference just with the way their offense has looked and the production that they're getting. Just the idea of not just having a great athlete or whatever, but they have an actual quarterback now playing that position. I, I'm lazy and haven't looked it up, but now you've kind of made me go do this later. I'm just going to flat out say it, and if I'm wrong, uh, I'll, den- I'll deny I said it. This has to be uh, – who's in the history of Georgia Tech had a better start yardage-wise passing the ball? Oh, I gosh. Mean, for the, for the, I mean, George Godsey? I mean, I'm trying to think. Who are the pa- – you know, Joe Hamilton was great, but they certainly didn't wing it like that. I mean, I, I off the top of my head, I'm sure I'm missing someone totally obvious, but – uh, when have you ever had a quarterback, well, my, especially coming off the area? This area, yeah. My, my producer just like... told my producer just told me that he tied Joe Hamilton's record for the first five games of his career. Okay, yeah. I mean, even yardage wise, I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean that's crazy. Okay, but that's yeah. I mean, that, he's been great and gives a lot of everything can be true at once. By the way, about that Miami game, yes, Miami uh, Cristobal totally melted down. Yes, Georgia Tech came through with the, they still had to make the play to win the game. Miami could have stopped them after uh, that fumble. They should have taken any in the first place. And it shouldn't have happened because Hines was down and it should not have been ruled a fumble. And the ACC doubled down on it by saying, oh, that, should, that was the right call. No, it wasn't. But then at the same time, also, 
give Georgia Tech all the credit because it came into that game against an offense that I think is going to get rolling this week against North Carolina. And after all the defensive problems and all the concerns, they came out and rocked in that game against a really good offense. So uh, now Georgia Tech looks like they're a team that's in the hunt for a bowl game. And, and for right now, that's, that's good enough. Pete Futek joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Does the Big Ten season really get started in two weeks when Ohio State and Penn State, I mean, this feels like this what is all going to be determined with the Big Ten about who's going to win this round, round robin of Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. So they get started in a couple of weeks. That, that's when the Big Ten season feels like it's really going to get cranked up. Oh, this is going to be fun. And I'm hoping, I believe it was 2008, when you had the Big 12 South, where you had Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech, and they all beat each other, and they all tied, and they were the big giant mess at the end where you know, they had to figure out who gets to go to play for the Big 12 championship. And then, excuse me, with Oklahoma and uh, went on and lost to Tebow. And I, I think we might get that. I, Penn State's really good. Penn, they're going to win one of these two games against Ohio State and Michigan. I do think Michigan is kind of Georgia light in the way that they're not quite playing like they're supposed to, but they're just so freaking talented that it doesn't really matter. And at some point, all that NFL talent is going to kick in, and everyone's disappointed. Everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with this team? And yet they're still killing teams you know, when they have to. Uh, and then Michigan's been flawless. Michigan has been absolutely – they haven't played anybody yet, but the freaking fun stat on them is that they have yet to deal defensively with the first and goal. They haven't, they're not giving up anything on defense. They're not screwing up offensively. And so those three, I do think you could get it where you have like a Penn State uh, beating Michigan and Ohio State beating Penn State and then Michigan beating Ohio State, and all of a sudden we're at 11-1 and with three teams. Just for the sheer chaos of this to get the, college, the expanded college football playoff here faster, that would be a whole lot of fun. Pete, uh, I guess maybe the only thing I've really gotten right um, in this college football season so far is <laughs> I did think that uh, – I, I did predict Florida State would be a playoff team before the start of the season, and so far so good in, in getting through that month of September with Clemson and LSU on the schedule – you know, I, I really think uh, – look, they got Duke in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, that could be a fun game. Miami, I don't know what that's going to be. But I, I really think that this could end up being one of the few undefeated teams along with Georgia. Like, I could see Georgia and Florida State maybe being, when all is said and done, the only two undefeated teams, you know, outside of maybe if somebody in the Big Ten can can beat, you know, those other two behemoths. But I think Florida State is now looking at trying to run the table. I am on the opposite side in that I screwed it up by thinking they would be two and two to start the season. Oh, okay. And and now I'm still not buying. Like they're good, but now that we see that LSU has a defense that just decided not to tackle this year, and that that was a great win for opening game. LSU kind of screwed that up and should have been up three scores in the first half, but they kept dropping passes and then. That, then, the, then their defense decided to quit the season in the second half of that. And the Clemson game, if they don't, t- if they don't literally drag a kicker off his couch, they, then Florida State loses that game. Mm-hmm. So it, it, Clemson's not that good. 
I, I'm with you, and you look at the schedule, and you're saying, where are the losses? I still think Miami's good. I still think Florida could – You know, I, I'm, I'm speaking of bad calls and bad thoughts. I actually think this Florida team is a whole lot better uh, on the right day. I think they're more like the team that beat Tennessee than the one that got throttled by Kentucky. Uh, again, on the right day, right time, that could be a loss. And let's see what happens when we get to the – the uh, ACC championship because in a weird quirk of fate, somehow Florida state, North Carolina and Louisville do not play each other in any way. So you want to talk about a screwy ending to a season. If you look at Louisville's schedule, find me the sure loss in that. And that's going to be a team that's going to kind of, if they can do that against what they did against Notre Dame the rest of the way. Now that Pitt looks like it's not very good. And there's a whole lot of other mediocre teams. This, this, I am not quite buying that Florida State is this be-all, end-all yet. And if they do get to the college football playoff, God help them if they get the big, you know, the Big Ten <laughs> champion or uh, the or Georgia, because I don't think that they're going to be able to get by. It's definitely not Georgia, and maybe not a, a an approved Big Ten champion this year. Uh, last question for you, Pete: Are we going to get at least two Pac-12 quarterbacks at the Heisman ceremony this year? <sighs> um. <laughs> So you're out of Caleb, out of Penix, out of Nix, out of Shadur Sanders. I, this is fun. I mean, every single week, you know, even, you know, Jaden Delora when he's healthy uh, is, is kind of fun. Last week he wasn't playing for, against USC, but they, then they pop up another quarterback who's good. Uyunglele hasn't been great, mm-hmm. but he's been good enough at times. Cameron Ward is playing like the a first-team Pac-12, uh, all-Pac-12 quarterback at times. So that conference every single week is going to bring it with, uh, with that. So yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean Caleb Williams is definitely going to be there, and then the winner of this game on Saturday, Bo Nix versus uh, Michael Penix Jr. Let's go from there because it, you've got to have at the very least you're going to get a bunch of top NFL draft picks out of this conference. And you're right, I, I would put the over under on two. Maybe two and a half if Shadur Sanders <laughs> keeps putting up big big numbers. He is the publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Pete Futek joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pete Futek. And, Pete, really appreciate the time. Love the website. Thank you so much for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta, and we will certainly chat again with you soon. And good luck and bless your heart with the next 90 minutes of, uh, of <laughs> yeah, what well. you get to deal with. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Thank I've you, been Pete. there. Yeah. We've all been there. Have yeah. a good one. Thanks, buddy. You know, yeah. 10 to 2 uh, right now. How many homers have they hit in this game? I believe it's like, is it four or five? How many home runs uh, in total here? Let's see. Two for Harper. Two for Castellanos. Uh, Turner's hit one. So that's five uh, home runs. Yeah, Marsh has also hit one, so that's six uh, home runs. Yeah, yeah, 10-2 to two, uh, right now. Listen, get it all out of their system. Get it all out of their system right now. All right, when uh, we come back, we'll get to the Falcons' flyover as uh, we'll take you up to final out uh, of this game, and then we'll get to uh, Grant McCulley, Rob Tribble, and myself, and we'll do some postgame with you as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. 
John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the key studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show. Coming to you live on this Wednesday evening as uh, we're trying to put the Braves behind us here. We'll get to um, post-game coverage here in just a, a few minutes. But um, first, though, this is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. Oh, by the way, 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. This year, I look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Uh, the pro football focus grades from the Texans game this past Sunday. Desmond Ritter had an 87.9. Kyle Pitts with a 75.2. He had a good game. Drake London uh, with the touchdown catch, 74.4. Matt Collins at 73.5. Michael Pruitt at uh, 71.9. So the second, third, fourth, and fifth Highest grades were all by pass catchers for the Atlanta Falcons. But we did add another pass catch. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, Falcons defensive grades. D. Alford, who was magnificent. Um, he has really been one of the unsung heroes um, over the uh, the last couple of years. Uh, 90.7. Uh, defensive tackle Eli Anku, 77.3. Mike Hughes, 68. Richie Grant, 67.8. And Calais Campbell, with a 66-9. Uh, some of the other notables, Storm, uh, sorry, Storm Norton, 68-5. I thought he played really well in the absence of Caleb McGarry. B. John Robinson was a 68-1. John U. Smith, a 47-9. A.J. Terrell, a 51-9. And Grady Jarrett, a 54-7. Now, as we look at offensive line rankings from Pro Football Focus coming into the new week, the new season, uh, or sorry, the new week in the season, uh, week number six, as we have uh, uh, Thursday night football coming up tomorrow night. Uh, that will be, what do we got? Uh, Denver and Kansas City. Oh, God, what a game. Um, right now, the Falcons sit sixth in uh, the offensive line rankings for Pro Football Focus. That's up three spots. From the week before, they say starting right tackle Caleb McGarry exited Atlanta's Week 5 contest due to an injury and was replaced by Storm Norton. According to head coach Arthur Smith, McGarry's injury is nothing major, but it's uncertain if he can play in Week 6. Well, listen, I, I like what Norton did, uh, and you, and the thing I like most, you didn't have to call his name, right? Like, you didn't have to call his name in any of this. So, uh, again, we'll see what, that, what happens. But um, the offensive line, I thought, played really well. They did not allow a sack for Desmond Ritter. Could be a different story this week. The offensive line is going to have to keep it together. And look, this is a defensive front with a lot of personnel, deep personnel, and a lot of players on it that you're going to have to, you know, again, this has been a team that has gotten after quarterbacks, right? Not just, you know, Falcons quarterbacks, but, you know, over the last couple few years. Look, you make a young quarterback's life easy when you have a team that has 43 sacks behind you, right? So, again, can't get complacent. This is a whole nother level of pass rush that the Falcons are going to be looking at. Now, there were some limitations in practice um, for today. So, Kayla McGarry was limited in practice. So, we'll see if he goes. Friday will probably tell you because they're, they're at home. Friday will probably tell you that, okay, if he can go on Friday, you figure that without travel – He's probably going to play on Sunday. Janu Smith was limited uh, in practice um, as well. And um, look, I Janu Smith has been a nice addition to this team. Um, he's had some big moments. Um, you know, we've 
We've got our unicorns in Johnu Smith and Michael Pruitt. Now we're waiting for that other unicorn uh, to get uh, ready as well. Good to see Cordero Patterson get back into the mix. So that was good to see him get back in, had the one catch. And uh, look, uh, all the offensive pieces, another guy who can catch the football, run with the football. I would still like to see the Falcons offense stay a little bit more toward the run side, right? I mean, if we're, yeah, we're, we're almost 50-50, but you would still like to see it skew, I think, a little bit more toward the run. And I know teams are loading up the box to stop the run, but as Bill Parcells always said, look, rushing attempts. I mean, that, that's the number that Bill, Bill, when Bill Parcells would grab the stat sheet, first thing he would look at is how many times did we run the football? Not how many yards, not how many passing yards, not how many yards per carry, this and the other, rushing attempts. That told him what he needed. And obviously, back in the old days, you know, with those Giants teams, look, the Joe Morrises, the Otis Andersons, and guys like that, you know, they were a run-heavy team, but, you know, they could throw it when they needed to, but they, Bill Parcells always talked about the idea of, okay, how many rushing attempts do we have? And, look, that's one of those things that, again, um, we've got to, you know, I think still skew a little bit more to it. And, again, dropping Desmond Ritter back 40 times in a game, I don't think it's a recipe for success against some of these good defensive fronts and certainly not with the Washington Commanders uh, front. Uh, Falcons did trade for a wide receiver uh, from the the Rams. And, look, uh, I I went back and forth with a lot of people on Twitter about this. You know, Van Jefferson, they got him for a sixth and seventh round swap and all this good kind of stuff. But uh, can, can we get some guys that sack the quarterback? Again, how many more guys do we need catching passes? We, we don't throw it enough. To, to, again, we're not Matt Ryan. It's not 55 attempts a game. We have enough guys that can catch the ball. Well, we got to go deeper. Okay, we're 28th in the league in, in start of field possession. Starting field possession, we're 28th in the NFL right now. Part of that is we just don't sack quarterbacks and don't change up down and distance. You know the Falcons have given up the fourth most sack yards in the NFL this year. Fourth most sack yards in the NFL this year. But we got more pass catchers, too. So, anyway, uh, you know. I just want to sack the quarterback. That's all I want to do. We got a guy that, that we got a quarterback we're playing this weekend. He's taken 29 sacks. In five games, he's taken 29 sacks. I'm, I'm on record. 30 points and four sacks. So, all right, uh, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to hand it off to Rob and Grant and myself, and we're going to have a little bit of post-game action for you as the Atlanta Braves did go down tonight, 10-2 to in Philadelphia in Game 3. So, all right, for Garrett, it's Chuckery. We will see you, AMF. Sports Radio 92.9. The <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.